I'm older now. I help deliver babies. My days involve coaching frightened, exhausted women through tidal ins and outs. Deep breath in, hold it, push, exhale, let it all go. Be strong. Be soft. Be soft in your strength. Joining me on Zoom today is another one of the filmmakers that's going to have their work as featured as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival. That's right. This year's edition is back again at the Landmark City Center Cinemas. And with us today is Monica Kidd, the writer and director of the animated short The Storm. And it's going to screen Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m., like I said before, with all EIFF movies at the Landmark City Center Cinemas. Monica, welcome to the program. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm really lucky that NFB is so good about hooking me up with such incredible directors. So you're one of a trio <laughs> of really impressive guests I've had uh, so far with Associated to the Shorts at the NFB, uh, featured at EIFF. One of the things that the press crit uh, describes the storm as is a film that's, quote, reflecting on the metabolites of fear and the learning to live like all could be lost. It sounds very intense. Maybe let's just give the uh, the audience a little bit more context for what they're going to see at The Storm. Yeah, so The Storm is an animated short, and I, I do a few different things. But one of the things I do is I am a family doctor who helps women deliver babies. And so I spend a lot of time with, it's a great privilege, I spend a lot of time with people in really intimate and powerful moments of transition in their life. And I've always been drawn to that work. And then you throw in a pandemic and people really frightened about everything. And it was a really, it was a really intense time to be doing that. Well, I mean, to be alive, to be going through that experience as a pregnant person and also to be part of it as a, as a, as a family doctor. And so the storm is a reflection about how someone approaches deep uncertainty in a time when they fear that they might not be able to get through it and to be able to help someone get through it and just to just be with them as they realize they have the strength to get something through something through something really, really difficult. So it's an animated short. It explores that in uh, with a fairly light touch, I would say. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about it too is that I feel like a lot of the preconceptions of whatever animation or animated shorts in particular are have melted away for the majority of people, at least people who are mm -hmm. deeply familiar, right? Mm -hmm. um, was there a reason why you felt like this was the right vehicle, this is the right format in order to give this message? Uh, did you feel like it would hit more? Did you feel like it gave you more artistic license? That's a fantastic question because it actually kind of went through a bunch of different manifestations, I'll say. When we, when we first started, we kind of envisioned it as a documentary. I shied away from, the, I mean, I, I'm a journalist and so it, so documentary is kind of second nature to me, but I shied away from that as a genre for this story because, I mean, who wants to drag a camera into a labor and delivery room, A. So part of it is just to respect people's privacy. Plus it's really complicated to try to, you know, get the appropriate releases and permissions to record anything in a hospital for obvious reasons. 
but also I really like the ability of animation to be suggestive and to be able to, to leave open a lot of space for people's imagination. So we didn't, it, we didn't start out making an animated film. We knew that we wanted to have features of animation. I sort of imagined something that would be a collage of archival photographs, uh, archival footage, a lot of sound and some stills and maybe some animation on top of that. But I was working with Duncan Major, who is really an incredible mind and human. Um, he did the animation and he went to town like he just he he was really I don't know if it's because he's got a couple of kids himself, fairly young kids. But I think the story um, touched him and he just kept coming up with ideas and ideas and ideas. And his style matched the kind of emotive properties of the story, I guess. And it just ended up, it just evolved into completely animation. But yeah, it's exactly because it allows, it asks people to bring their own imagination to the story. We're speaking on Moving Radio today with writer-director Monica Kidd. We're discussing the short film, The Storm, which is going to be featured as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival. That's going to be on Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m. You can catch it as part of a package of short films at the Landmark City Center Cinemas downtown. You just mentioned and alluded to the fact that you work with uh, Duncan Major, who is the animator on this project. Talk to us a little bit about the relationship between the two of you, and you've kind of alluded to it, but you can get a little more in depth with us a bit about what that working relationship is like to make this hand-drawn, which I think is really the impressive thing, and that shows, you know, it kind of feels more connective than it does if maybe it's, you know, created virtually what your relationship was with Duncan and how you kind of came together on this project. Annette Clark was the producer for, for this, uh, uh, for this film. And it was actually Annette's suggestion that uh, because she was sort of assembling the team and mm -hmm. she was the person who suggested Duncan. And when she did my, I lit up because I know Duncan through other channels. We're both letterpress printers. And so I know that Duncan is like all about hands-on, tactile, analog art making. And he, I, I'm speaking out of turn a little bit, but I know that he kind of loves the organic feeling of things that you make with your hands. And I knew him a little bit personally. So when she suggested Duncan, I was like, oh yes, please. Can we please have Duncan? This was my first project. He's done lots of projects, but this was my first project working on anything that had animation in it. So I was very green to this whole process. So Duncan very much led me through it. And, you know, he said, okay, well, we're going to come up with a storyboard. So he wanted, but he didn't want just the story. Like he wanted the emotion of every little scene and the mood and the, like the film is only three minutes and a bit long. Like there's not, a lot to storyboard really but he said like I want you to break it down by emotion not so much like you know what the text reads but what do you want how do you want people to feel with every line of the text right and so that was a really cool thing to do and he used that like the text but also almost even more the emotion of it and he we kind of decided that we we both liked a very sparse sort of animation style and I had actually pointed him to 
this piece that I have on my wall by a Nova Scotia artist named Bonnie Baker. And she has this, um, she had this show one time where she used, it's like, it's a massive graphite piece. And uh, she had sketched clouds on this massive piece of paper. And then she had erased words in the clouds. And that really subtle, again, invitation to look closely and read something in an image has always really spoken to me. And so, and so Duncan was like, yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with that. So we want it fairly sparse. It was also time of COVID and we wanted to kind of convey that, listen, you couldn't always get all the supplies you needed in like medicine or art making. And so we wanted to kind of convey like just sitting down with your sketchbook and writing, like doing line drawings. And then it was a lot of back and forth thing. He'd come up with 30 seconds and he'd show me 30 seconds and we'd go back and forth about placement of what does it look like in a labor and delivery room? Does this look like a labor and delivery room? I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Or maybe move the IV pole over here, you know? And uh, we just went back and forth, but he worked, oh my God, the hours that he put in this, he works so hard. And I just really think he's brilliant. The collaboration kind of comes through and it's such an interesting thing to me because I've, I've talked to a few directors that are kind of like this, where maybe traditionally it was strictly just you're the animator, therefore you're the director because you're going to do this all yourself. But I do like this sense of creativity of, of trying to find like the, the hybrid between yeah. somebody who's got maybe who is the writer and has ideas, uh, but maybe can't fully execute that working with that animator. And it becomes something in tandem instead of, you know, just like you must do it like this, because it feels like what you, you and Duncan did was extremely collaborative. Yeah, it, it felt that way. It was a really rich experience for me by the end of it. Yeah. It almost feels like it would be really difficult, at least from my point of view of like, how do I get this message to come out right? Because mm -hmm. it has to be efficient in some ways when we're talking about incredibly complex things about people's lives. So whether it's the women that you're dealing with on a daily basis, or whether it's about, you know, uh, the entire world going through something that has been, uh, you know, unprecedented, you know, or it's whether it's other people's personal struggles, like how much did you have to really sweat it out about like, this has to sound right. And I don't want it to be preachy and I need to sound like it's my personal experience, but that it's open enough for other people to be able to share. I guess I approached it almost, well, it's funny because we kind of, we debated about whether it was an essay or a poem, to be honest with you, like the, the text, it started with text. Um, Annette said, write me a one pager and let's see where it goes. And so I sat down and it didn't take me long to get a first draft. I guess it was all sort of there in some way. And when Duncan read it for the first time, he, he described it as a poem, you know, it was like a prose poem and I am a poet. And so maybe part of the, I mean, it's a bit like animation. The, the value of poetry is in, sometimes it's in what you don't say and the parts that you leave out. And those are the places where, we always want to fill holes. Like that's the whole narrative impulse as humans. And so if there's a space, we'll fill it and we'll fill it with our own emotion or our own experience. There were several drafts for sure. Like I had a couple of people read it who'd, you know, been through childbirth and who'd been through loss and, and cause I didn't want it to, yeah, I didn't want it to sound preachy and I didn't, it was from my perspective, but I didn't want to be like the hero of the story. I just wanted to be 
the person who was in a privileged place to watch a really intimate moment unfolding. I mean, I definitely felt that myself just, you know, cause I, I mean, even for myself having like six years ago, a really intense health scare uh, that completely mm. changed my life that I kind of looked at it as like, you know, these are the kind of things that I was continually telling myself in different ways in order to cope. Yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, it seems like it's an easy message, right? Yeah. But, but, but it's not. And that's why I think it's so important to keep talking about it and to keep reinforcing it and finding different ways that people can be inspired by that because it does feel like at times the level of oppression it can put on you is, is too much. I really wanted to celebrate, I, this sounds corny, but I just really wanted to celebrate the strength that people find. Like almost every time I attend a delivery, you know, there's people are like, I can't do this. Like I, I cannot do this because we've seen it so often, you know, the nurses and myself are able to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And people like, sometimes people just don't believe it. And, and then they, then they do it and they're, you know, it doesn't always go hundred percent well, but for the most part, people come through something really terrifying and really painful. And they're just amazed that they found something somewhere and got them through that. I mean, we've all been, I've been through times I didn't think I'd get through either, you know, and, and, and then when you come out on the other end, you think, wow, I, I, you know, I came close to thinking I couldn't do that, but, but I can. And that's worth remembering for people and, and celebrating that. You know, I, I think that's what the audiences are really going to take away from this film, that it is that, you know, having that message and reading it would be enough probably. But I think that what you and Duncan have done together to kind of make it come alive visually gives it even greater weight. And I think it also makes it a little more universal too. That was kind of the, I didn't really, I didn't intend that. But that is some feedback that that I've had. Like I, I was invited to sort of make this about a, a time, you know, a time in history, which was COVID. But it ended up being about something larger, which I'm really, I can't pretend that was my intention, but I'm really delighted that that emerged. And it was so much a part of just the creative process. Like with Duncan and Isabel Rich uh, did the soundscape for it. And Annette Clark, the, the producer, like, it just, I am only one very small part of that, of that film. It all came together beautifully. The film that we've been talking about with Monica Kidd, the writer and director of it is called The Storm. You can catch it as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival. It screens on Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m. at Landmark City Center Cinemas. Of course, you can find out more at edmontonfilmfest.com if you want to check out any other screenings or if you want to see what else is on the program with The Storm. Uh, Monica, we really appreciate your time. We thank you for taking it for us. And thank you so much for sharing this message in your film with us too. Uh, I think it's something that's going to, you know, it's going to resonate beyond just pandemic that we're living through right now. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that.